Welcome to Talk About Your Period, the podcast where we do just that, talk about periods. I'm your host, Karen Daubert, and each episode, I speak with fellow menstruators about how their menstrual cycle has impacted their lives. In a world that tells us to hide our pads and tampons, we're speaking out together to end the stigma. No one should feel ashamed to talk about their period. After all, it's just blood. I am so excited for my very first episode of my podcast. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so honored to have this person as my first guest. Our first guest is Vivian Krishnan. She's a costume designer. She's an artist. She's a dog and chicken mom. And most importantly, she is a children's book author and illustrator. Vivian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for asking me. Um, I can't believe we're doing this. I'm so excited about it. Vivian and I have been best friends since high school. We've known each other since sixth grade. And I'm just really excited to kind of get to know this part of you that I don't know a lot of these stories. I don't really know your journey through menstruation or anything like that. Obviously, we were a big part of each other's lives during a lot of these coming of age experiences but we've never talked about this. So I am incredibly excited to just kind of learn more about you. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to talk about this with you now, um, being able to look back and not being like in the thick of it. <laughs> the yeah, yes, right? Clear our minds and everything. That's so funny. Well, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. This is the first episode, and Talk About Your Period is a podcast designed to share the experiences of people who have uteruses and who menstruate and have menstruated. Often in our society, even in what we deem as modern times, we have been really told, inadvertently and overtly, um, to be quiet about our periods, to not share these experiences. We've been told through media through the words of others, that periods are disgusting and they're something that need to be hidden. Half of our population menstruates every month. So many people are interacting with people who are menstruating pretty much on a daily basis. And yet we're told to not talk about this. And I would like to change that. I want to create a safe space for people who have had menstrual experiences to share their story, the good and the bad, the embarrassing, the funny, the interesting. And so we can feel a more of a sense of community in our menstrual experiences. Most importantly, I hope that we can help end the stigma about talking about periods and so that younger people who are menstruating for the first time don't feel so isolated, alone, or ashamed in their experience. So I'm so excited to get started today. This has been a big dream of mine for a while now. And it's finally coming to fruition with Vivian being here with us today. Vivian, I'm so excited. Before we begin, I do want to say that while we're talking about periods and menstruation, um, do not use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. I am not a doctor. Um, we may offer information based on our own experiences, but it is not medical advice. And please consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. Okay, Vivian, I am, again, I am so excited to be talking to you about this. I feel like it's this next level of our relationship. We're going to learn more about each other, and it'll be interesting to reflect on some of my memories of you during this time and correlating the two so if you could describe your relationship with your period in one word, what would it be? Distant. 
distant. That's so interesting. What? So why distant? I, um, okay. It it just like starts at such an early age, I would say. Yeah. But I really wanted to distance myself from like having a body that was a woman body. Like even as a young girl, like, you know, having tiny little boobies for the first time, wanting to like make sure that no one saw that. And um, and I was I was very much like a tomboy. I dressed up in like my brother's clothing, like hand-me-downs. And I just, um, when it came to that portion of like growing up a little bit and having that um, sort of monthly reminder, it, I think I was also lucky that I had really short periods, but like I, I just wanted it to be over with and done with and a secret and not known by anyone else. And um, and for me to kind of get over it as quickly as possible for my whole life, basically. Wow, I had no idea you felt that way. That's so interesting. And so do you feel like there was anything that contributed you to having this attitude t- towards your period from such a young age? You know, I just don't, I feel like maybe there was this feeling of weakness and feeling, I don't even know. Um, I want to say girly, but I know that's not it. Like no one was bullying me. My, my family just didn't bring any of that stuff up. You know, I was never made fun of for being a a girl who was entering that part of her life. But, um, yeah, I just really don't know. I was always just like shy, um, modest, just on my own, you know, like I did that somehow on my own. I don't know. So, um, I'm still trying to figure that one out, but cause I'm still kind of that way. You know? Really? Yeah. Interesting. So you still feel like you have kind of like this distance that you would like to keep between you and your period? In some ways. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's something that I want to get over and which, which is why I'm so excited about you doing this podcast and like starting what you're starting, because I, I can't imagine I'm the only one who feels that way, you know? And um, I feel like if things were celebrated a little bit more or, or like, you know, if you were made to feel a little bit more special and not gross or like, this is a pause in your week by having this period happen. Um, maybe I wouldn't have felt that way. I completely agree. I think you're definitely not alone in your feelings about that. It's interesting because I don't know if I've ever identified that's how I feel about my period. But now that you say that word distant, it really does. It does like kind of like ring something within me too. I do think that without even maybe thinking of it, I've often kind of, you know, wanted to really put it on the back burner and put it on the side. And yeah, it's curious to think about why we do that and why we want to get it over with and why we want to hide and all these things. And I'm, I'm really hoping that the new wave and the world, like you said, is like celebrating it, maybe setting aside time to rest, um, making things more convenient during that time instead of it's something we're trying to hide and move on and pass and just forget that it even exists that's really interesting Viv I've never thought of that before um 
I'm so curious now that you say that and especially describing a little bit um, of what that was like, you know, being in your home and trying to distance yourself from it. When was the moment you learned about menstruation in general? Do you have a memory of when you first even heard of periods? Um, gosh, I guess it would it would have to be fourth grade when they taught us in elementary school and they split everyone up, you know. I feel like a lot of people have had that experience where it's like the girls went into one room, the guys went into the other room, and then there was like a PowerPoint or some sort of scan, you know, sort of presentation. But um, that's, I think that's when I first learned about what it actually was. But I do remember being um, a little kid, like I was maybe like nine or 10. And I was visiting my family in Fiji and I was really sick because I got sick on the plane. And I remember just being like super lethargic and just like, oh, I just didn't want to do anything. I was so tired and I had jet lag. And one of my aunts was like, are you menstruating? And I was like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what you're talking about. And, and I don't know. It, I just felt dumb because I had no idea what she said. <laughs> and now looking back at that memory, I'm like, okay, bold of her to have asked that, but maybe not. Maybe she's you know used to just asking people that. So yeah, that's a memory. I would say that's one of my first learnings about. Just sticks out in your brain, huh? <laughs> Because I just remember looking back, like I said, and now I'm like, I was like nine and she asked me that. But I know people get their period at all ages, but I didn't even know really at that time what it was. So, Yeah, if someone had asked me at nine years old, I don't think I would have known what they were talking about either. It is a little curious that it's something that we don't bring up to people with uteruses until they're almost at the age where they can start. Like there's almost no warning it's or there's no mention it I think our mothers had been trained very well to hide that part of themselves if they still menstruated and it's interesting how we if you're grow up in a home with a woman or someone who menstruates they are menstruating your whole upbringing and yet it's like a surprise we're not learning about these things we don't know what's going on it's a very curious thing I had a very similar experience at school too um so my next question, or rather the next thing I'd love for you to talk about and share is tell me the story of getting your first period. What was that like for you? God. Mm. Okay. Here's how it went down. Settle in. <laughs> oh, oh, she settled. She settled. <laughs> Super not even that big of a deal. But basically, I wake up in the morning I go to the bathroom, I pee, and then I, you know, get up. I'm about to take a shower and I look in the toilet and I'm like, what? What the hell is that? And then I was like, and then just emotions, right? I'm thinking, thank goodness I'm not pregnant. Even though I, I was like 13, I didn't, I was not having sex, but that was something that I was like, okay, good. I'm normal. Like this is, I've been waiting for this because I knew it was a normal thing. And yeah. if I didn't have my period. It might've meant that I was somehow pregnant. So of now course. I know I'm not. 
that was <laughs> what went through my mind. And I took a shower and I just, you know, that was just what I was doing, cleaned myself, got ready for the day. But I closed the toilet seat. And when I got out of the shower and went to go change, I never flushed the toilet. Oh, no. Fifth. <laughs> and my mom went in later that morning. Oh. Mama Carol. Mama Carol went in and, and she later was like, Vivian, would you like to tell me something? Like something, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> what would I tell you? And then she was like, did you start your A nice little whisper mm-hmm. like that. Right, whispered, did you start your period? And I was like, like i just did not when she knew i was like the world is ending i it's official i hate everything um that's whipped and then and she i remember her telling me like okay well i guess we need to go get some stuff for you at the store and i was like okay but she was like, but you can use these for now. <laughs> of course, it's like, here you go. Here's this giant pad that you can use. Like and a maxi? Yeah, just a big, <laughs> big maxi pad. No shame, but yeah. I think I just am such a light. I was just a light bleeder then, am now. And yeah. um, I didn't even really realize that I could use things thinner than that until later on. Like, years later when I was like <laughs> I have to use the biggest pad you All know the time. And, then, and then moving on to tampons later but that yes. was the first of the first moment yeah wow that's so it's so funny to now know that it's so interesting to me that you did you weren't forthcoming into telling your mom that's such an interesting thing to learn about you Viv just because I don't know I always kind of felt like you I just knowing you back then I would expect you to go running to your mom and tell her mom mama this is what happens this is so interesting that you decided to not tell her (laughs) I think this was in like I was 13 years old okay so I knew other people who had already started their period and were very proud of it. And I was super like, wow, that's a real adult person over there doing that thing. <laughs> and yeah, so mm-hmm. I think I was just about to go into eighth grade or just at eighth grade. Yeah. And what do you wish you would have known before getting your period that day? I I think I I don't know hindsight I just wish that I knew that um everyone else was like roughly going through that first moment also like it seemed like it was the people who didn't have their period yet and then the well-versed I have a little pouch in my backpack that has everything I need in it like it, there was no like in between I when I wish yeah I wish I just knew that like oh I could have like talked to my friends about this because I could have but I didn't right yeah. yeah I didn't either and I didn't necessarily feel ashamed 
but it's just not something we talked about. Like, clearly, like, we were so close, and I don't think we ever talked about this together at all. Um, I loved how free you were, by the way. I loved how free you were about talking about things. Really? Really inspiring. Like, not that I changed the way that I viewed things at the moment, but I do remember just being like, wow, Karen has a sister and they get to just be themselves and like have each other when it came to this kind of thing. I remember thinking that. Yeah, that's such an interesting thing that I've never thought about, you know, because I, of course, I have a sister, you have an older brother. Um, And yeah, I guess I've never thought about the privilege of having a fellow menstruator to even just not, not like we were having heart to hearts about periods, but I didn't have to, I never felt like I had to hide my period products or my wrappers at home because I shared a bathroom with my sisters. No big deal. What was that like for you growing up having a brother? Do you feel like that might have impacted your attitude towards periods or how you felt about it? Um, you know, like you said, you didn't have to like hide things or whatever. I felt like anytime I used any bathroom in my house, I was hiding um like if I was on my period I was like let's wrap this thing up tight like a mummy and get that thing in the trash can so it looks like not like anything you would imagine or something but when it came to having my brother there is something that I wanted to share but I don't know It, it does involve my brother but because I wore boy clothes like I wore his clothing I just wanted to be a tomboy. Like I just wanted to wear shirts and like billabong shorts and all kinds of stuff. But I do remember specifically, I was wearing his Creek sweatpants once mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't wearing them anymore. And they were just like, my parents didn't buy me Creek pants. So I had his. Yeah. And I, in that day I wore them, I got my period in them. And it was horrible. I was, I was like mortified. And I went downstairs in the basement. I was like, okay, I got to spray some stain remover on them and let them sit. My brother lived in the basement, as we know. Yeah. And he found them. He found them with the stain in them. Mm-hmm. And he screamed. He was like, they man ruined my pants. And it's, but he never did anything after that. Like he never was mean about it. He didn't say anything. Um, but it was in that moment, it was like me having a period ruined my clothes, his clothes, that the relationship that he just lets me borrow his clothes because he wasn't wearing them anymore. And yeah, that was kind of, that pissed me off. That made me mad. Yeah. That's really sucks. That's just, it's tough because I think it's bad enough when we stain our own clothes. It's really inconvenient and annoying. And even as a 30 year old woman, when I accidentally stain something, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, how is this still happening? <laughs> right? <laughs> but then not only you're borrowing something, but it sounds like, you know, I know that you tried to connect with your brother on a lot of different ways growing up. And I'm sure sharing clothes with him was a way that you felt bonded to him. And so this happening that kind of felt like out of your control, but because you're a woman and you had a uterus and you were menstruating 
and this happened, I'm sure it just created a level. Uh, I don't know. How would you describe that? Do you feel like that impacted, even if, even if it wasn't a severe thing that happened, do you think that impacted how you felt about borrowing your brother's clothes in the future or like him trusting you with his clothing and things like that? Yeah, I definitely, I feel like that was maybe the turning point where I kind of slow, like got more into, cause that was like just getting into high school. And I think I did kind of switch a little bit. Um, and he was moving out of the house, so it didn't really matter too much. So I think I, eh, maybe I just stopped caring once he moved out of the house. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, I think for probably a little bit, it feels like so long ago. I think I probably stopped at least wearing pants. That was another thing was just like, you know, outfits and being mindful. So, yeah. yeah. And that mindfulness aspect that you just brought up, in what ways that when you were a teenager in particular going to high school, um, did you feel like you had to be mindful of your period? What What steps did you take or what precautions did you take whenever you had your period when you had to be places? trying to be prepared but I forget like I used to lose everything as you know I certainly do (laughs) (laughs) I did (laughs) but I would like you know I'd try to have something extra like a tampon or a liner in my backpack or something but I feel like the constant if you're on your period if you're if you're currently menstruating just like who's going to check when I get up from my seat? Like mm-hmm. just I'm sweating, but is that sweat or what is going on? Like I just yeah. under my butt and just check real quick what's happening. <laughs> but um, like having a hoodie to tie around my waist just in case that were to happen, you know, and things like that. But um, I don't think I owned or wore white pants or skorts after middle school. <laughs> for a little while. So when you were in high school, I'm very curious about the method um, of period products you chose for yourself. And I kind of want to know about the evolution throughout, you know, from the time you started menstruating until now, what was the evolution? Or if it's just been a plateau of the same products, I'd like to know what period products do you use? What was that journey like for you? It sounds like at first we had the maxi pads <laughs> as the only option, which is hilarious. Not that there's anything wrong with maxi pads. I completely agree, but I know you. And I, I something I have known about your periods is that I know they are very light. So yeah, a maxi pad wouldn't be necessarily appropriate for someone with a flow like yours. So what was that journey like for you? Okay, so yeah, we went from the maxi pads to um, eventually discovering like just thinner pads and and like liners, like literally just going through liners because that just seemed to be more discreet and it was like kind of enough to just kind of change through a handful of those. I don't know why that seemed like a good idea to do that. But, um, you know, in high school, Karen, I don't know if you remember this, but I happened to be part of Color Guard. Someone oh, I do it. know. <laughs> Color guard, you say? <laughs> and, you know, having to wear unitards, specifically 
quite unitard. Oh, I think um, I know where this is going. Oh, God. Oh, God. I remember this. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So that was one of those things where I was like, this has to happen all the time. As I'm an adult, now I know because I do costumes and I've worked with dancers who are about that age, I do know it happens a lot. And it is um, embarrassing for some folks. But anyway, um, we were wearing those white unitards and I was just starting my period. And we're trying to wear like thinner underwear because like panty lines and these unitards are like flare pants and um kind of go up into spaghetti straps like bright bright white and um it had it just stained a little bit in the crotch but it, of course it was enough for my life to be over <laughs> luckily karen's mother <laughs> was my mom. mother karen's mother was the mom who was um kind of taking care of those costumes and washing and Oh, she tried her best to get it out. <laughs> I think she did. But um I completely I, forgot yeah. about that. That was when I realized that, okay, because I just didn't use a liner that day because I didn't know it was happening or that yeah. night. And uh so in the color guard changing closet area where it's the storage closet at the school, there was a little plastic drawer that had like pads and tampons and like deodorant glitter or something and I grabbed one of those tampons and I was like okay this is the day this is it we're doing this this is the first tampon day first tampon and it was a compact tampon so it wasn't like the um pushing mechanism was inside you had to like kind of pop it open to then sure. use it I don't know if you remember those they yeah were like there, the cotex they were yeah, like really micro-sized little, yep and I was like, I didn't know how to use it. Karen, I stuck the whole thing in and I was like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, and then I figured it out. But I was like, this is horrible. It because sounds it like, horrible. Because half of it, half of the plastic was in there still. And I was like, something's not right. <laughs> but this is, and because... Oh. I don't think that we got to another level of health where we finally learn how to do it until like yeah. late that year or like the next year. So it's like, I just, and there was no YouTube for looking that up. You know, there wouldn't be anything like that. And no, yeah, it was not easy to just like go on the internet and be like how to do it, you know? And there yeah. was probably instructions and I remember reading them and just, um, not getting it because it was that weird like little version of a tampon but um after i figured that out then i was like just wearing tampons um and liners mm -hmm. uh for a re unless i had just a day where i just didn't feel like it i pretty much kept doing that until about like five years ago i stopped doing that because i i did um maybe more than five years ago, I got an IUD and I just wasn't having periods really. So I kind of uh, swiftly went from tampons to just not really using much of anything because my period stopped. That's kind of been my journey. It's a roller coaster, if you will. 
It is really a roller coaster. I think your story about your tampon is not that unique. I think there's a lot of people who have tried a tampon for the first time and that they stick the entire applicator inside of themselves and leave it there. <laughs> because I agree. I think especially so for context, you and I were in high school from 2006 to 2010. It was a really different time on the internet. It's not like today where you can easily find this information. I'm sure it was there, mm -hmm. but even YouTube was a completely different platform at that point. Um, so I think nowadays there's a lot more resources to help young menstruators with this. Um, but yeah, I, I think, oh, did, how long did you, did you leave it in? Did you perform with the applicator? No, it was like one day. Okay. Like, so yeah, it was not like, oh, I was going weeks doing this. <laughs> It was, I just remember it was this one school day where it was like, this is the worst thing ever. Like something's not right. And I, I, I do remember looking through my American Girl, like about you and your body book. Of course, Queen, the OG, the OG. And there is a very um, graphic, not graphic, detailed, detailed illustration about how yeah. to do that. And that's, I think that helped me. But, um, you know, there are just so many different options that I didn't know about. Like, you know, in Europe and a lot of other places, there's the no plastic ones where it's just the little um, absorption part with the yeah. string. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually ended up using those for a little while. Um, I thought it was just like, this makes way more sense to me. So I think in college, I was mostly using those because they were just super cheap. They're cheap. They're easy. I'm sure they're better for the environment. Um yeah, that's really, it's interesting to hear your whole wave through it. Because I think every menstruator has a unique story of finding what they're most comfortable with. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. I appreciate you sharing that intimate story. I know that's, you know, it's not a story you probably share every day. So I appreciate you for, for sharing that. Because I really think there's so many people who have similar stories, but they don't hear them, you know? And to hear that probably will bring a lot of people comfort. And just a feeling of almost camaraderie, <laughs> you know. If I haven't told you this story before, then you're absolutely the first person I've ever told this story. <laughs> I haven't heard it before. I haven't heard it. That's so, so funny. Oh, you poor thing. Vivian, thank you so much for sharing so much about your relationship with your period when you were younger, high school, and the first experiences with your period. I'm a little more curious now about your adult life and how your relationship with your period has either changed or has improved. I suppose my question for you then is just throughout, I'd say your 20s in general, what's the biggest way that your relationship with your period differed than from when you were in high school and younger? That's a good question. I think that I got to a point where I was definitely able to talk to my friends about it. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And I just was more prepared being someone who like, I just was a kid who just forgot things and just was not prepared all the time. Um, a little spacey in some ways for sure. So I feel like um, just being in my twenties, I was just like getting to a groove of, being prepared, having things in my bathroom, like not running out. Um, really, I wasn't going through a ton just because, but 
Yeah, I think it was a, a groove of just feeling like I knew what I was doing. Just compared to high school where it was just like, it seemed like I was frantically like, didn't buy something or didn't know what to buy, that kind of thing. And I'm curious, you mentioned that you felt more comfortable sharing with friends about your period. Can you think of any reason why that was? What what changed within you or your environment that made you feel more open to share about your period with your friends? I think one of the things was that I um, had some friends that were just more open to talking about it. Other friends who had sisters growing up, like just you and I still being friends, obviously, but then my friend Kelsey, just super open about um, things. And, um, and so that was one thing. And then I think the other thing was because I was also um, like an athlete in college for a little bit, I was in the cycling team at my school um, and there were other girls and just all, you know, being someone who has to wear like a chamois and going out and uh, doing races and um, just how do you feel? Like, are you cramping? That kind of thing. It just became um, more of a casual conversation between me and some of those other um, athletes who were going through menstruating um, during certain points of us having to ride our bikes. I forgot that you were an athlete in college. You're on the cycling team at your college. Do you have any interesting stories about having to be on your period during a race? Was it, did it hinder your ability? Did you have discomfort or pain or was it just like any other day for you? I feel like it was, you know, I think you get a little crampy sometimes. I'm not much of a cramper compared to some of my other friends, but. I know, I'm so jealous. (laughs) I think I don't really have stories to share, but I have friends who definitely have some stories so I don't want to like get into them but yeah I mean when you're wearing a chamois it's basically like a big absorbent diaper pant thing so (laughs) maybe you can use your imagination to guess how that would end I can see I can see that's so funny well that's great Vivian I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today and I suppose the last thing I would like to ask you to do for me is if you could offer advice or words of comfort to someone who just started their period for the first time, what would it be? Somehow find a way, whether it's like with your friends or having some sort of talk in the mirror or with a parent or some, someone try to find a way to not feel ashamed. I don't know how a person does that, but like the moment that you can somehow feel not ashamed by it or like not um, embarrassed, things just get so much better. <laughs> like if, if um, I don't know, I feel like that's not good advice, but um, I feel like it's something that really helps. So everyone's going through it basically differently and I think having friends that you can talk to and not be scared to ask, you know, not having to act like you, you know, everything about everything. It's okay to not have all the answers because someone's going to have an answer for you. And I feel like that really helps when going through changes in your life, especially when it comes to your body. Yeah, I think I completely agree. Sometimes 
we don't have the tools to make ourselves feel comfortable and okay with what's going on inside of our bodies. But I think it's important for people to know that being ashamed of what's happening is normal because of the society we live in. But even if you can't find ways to make you feel yourself feel more comfortable, just being aware of the fact that you don't need to be ashamed is really what makes all the difference. Being able to say, I don't know how I'm going to make myself feel any better in this moment. However, I do have the comfort of knowing that while I feel this way, I don't need to feel this way. This isn't a shameful thing. And that's like really the first step of becoming comfortable is just knowing that there, there really isn't anything to be ashamed of. It's going to be a process. It's a journey for everyone. Um, sorry, I'll say that again. It's a journey for everyone. But the first step is just knowing that you don't have to be ashamed. And I honestly think for some people, some people don't know that that's even an option to not be ashamed. And so I think that's really the first step. I think that's wonderful advice. I think it's a really big piece in feeling comfortable about your body is just knowing that you don't need to be ashamed. You don't need to carry that burden of shame with you while you're menstruating. Like hindsight, like looking back at those first years of going through it that I can now sort of giggle at some of those experiences whereas at at the time it was like traumatized like fear um and now uh it's just it's more normalized in some ways and I think that that's one of the things that's so special about what you're doing is that um you can people can listen to other people talk you know especially if you don't have someone to go to and listen to their story you can at least listen to someone else on here oh that's so sweet of you vivian well thank you so much for being on here vivian i am just i'm so honored that you were here today that you've pushed me to follow my dream and to create this podcast and a platform for people to talk about their period experiences to create awareness and hopefully reduce shame right um Vivian is an artist, like I said before. Vivian, do you have anything to promote today? Anything you've been working on? What can, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me and my work uh, on Instagram at vivkrish.art. And um, I do a lot of my uh, art posts and just like progress whips and things like that on there. Um, I'm also going to be going on a book tour this year so i'll be posting about that and i'll be visiting different cities across the country so if you follow me on instagram maybe you can come check out one of the events i'll be doing but that's pretty much what i've been up to that's wonderful vivian just released her first children's book kula in the sky could you tell us just a little bit about it viv yeah it's about um two sisters and um an older one and a little one and they're kind of growing apart and learning the struggles of what it's like to kind of have a distance in sibling relationships as you get older. And um, it takes place in Fiji. So there's a lot of um, visuals of the South Pacific and island nations. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to share uh, the South Pacific with people because it's not represented in literature, let alone kids lit very much. And um, yeah, I think it's really interesting for people who um, t- 
take a look back at their own childhood, but of course it is a children's book. So I think it's good for diversifying kids' bookshelves. Yes, I have it and I absolutely love it. Vivian, I had so much fun with you today. Like this was an absolute blast and we've known each other for so many years. I can't even keep track, but now I really feel like I have an even more of a piece of the puzzle to who you are as a person. And it's been really, really interesting reflecting back on some of the stories you shared and put it with the person I knew back then. So thank you so much for sharing such uh, vulnerable moments with us. Um, I really think that it, it helps people feel more connected um, to their own experiences without shame when they hear others. People share so candidly about their own. So thank you so much, Vivian. Yay, thanks for having me. I can't wait to see the rest of what you do. Thank you so much for listening to Talk About Your Period. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, and if you liked what you heard, please consider leaving a kind review. If there's anyone you know who would enjoy or benefit from listening to this podcast, please spread the word. You can follow Talk About Your Period on all social media platforms where I recap previous episodes and share information about upcoming guests. Do you have a story to share? Go to talkaboutyourperiod.com to fill out my interest form and let's get you on the podcast. I hope this podcast inspires you to talk about your period with others. After all, it's just blood. I would like to thank Vivian Krishnan for being my very first guest. And I would also like to thank my editor, Neil Titus, for editing this episode and creating my show music. Don't forget to subscribe and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.